Hello. Welcome to Engaged in Divorce, the podcast. This is episode three. Mm-hmm. And this is the podcast where I wear the ring. And I'm trying to figure out this damn thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have some special guests today. We do. One in particular. She's a, she's new here. You can hear a little oh. pause on the table. I know. <laughs> Make sure you're watching our YouTube channel to yeah. see this. Yeah, yeah. You need to watch our YouTube channel to see, but... This is Kylie's new puppy. This is Delilah. Little baby Rottweiler. She is so sweet. She is. She she just like she just lays on my chest and cuddles me. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the microphone? She yeah, she's so content. She's very timid um and shy, but she's so sweet and she'll just cuddle you for hours. She's she so, so cute. Precious. Do you want to show them Harley as I well? I would love to and I can pick her Harley's up. Harley's the first the first baby and she she was feeling pretty jealous for the first 12 hours, but now they seem to be best buddies already. So Hi, Harley. I don't know if I can put these on. No, it's okay. You can just show her for a second. This is Harley. <laughs> she's not going to want to stay very long. My little corgi, she's one years old. Yeah. Okay, say hi. Oh, say hi. Oh, she's sniffing the microphone. <laughs> say hi, Delilah. She's like, get me out of here. <laughs> okay. We have our YouTube channel, Engaged in Divorce. We also have an Instagram that's Engaged in Divorce. Yeah. We're going to be doing some other like fun videos aside from the podcast over mm-hmm. on our Instagram. So we are. Um, by the time they see this, we might have some other content up, but just be patient with us. We have a lot going on. Yeah. We have this one planning a wedding right now. It's going to be happening in like two months. Yeah. How's that? Uh, it's getting there, you know, step by step. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I still have a checklist of things I need to get done. Um, but I've gotten done like four things done in the last week that I've been putting off. So yeah, it's going, it's going better than expected. Um, we are getting to the, the final countdown, 70 days I saw this morning. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I still have not gotten my dress yet. <laughs> hey, I'm the it's procrastinator. Okay. You know this about it's me. It's okay. We'll get it. We'll get it. So I have a dating story I want to share before we jump oh, into today's topic. I would love to hear it. Actually, you already kind of heard some of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But not in person. <laughs> I heard it over text. It's different. So let's hear this story. Okay. So I was on Bumble. Okay. So what I ended up doing is deleting my Bumble account and then re-downloading it so that I could get like fresh faces. Yeah. And it works because then you have like all these new people. Oh. And it puts you like in front of the algorithm. I don't know. Anyways, this guy found me and messaged me and he's 28, which mm-hmm. I was immediately like... I texted you a picture of him, and I was like, this guy... He didn't look that young, though. Yeah. He kind of looked my age. Yeah. And he's very tall. Um, anyways, he, he, he literally messaged me and was like, we'd be such a cute couple. And I thought it was just like, cute, flirty banter. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we would. Because I, I was like, yeah, we would be. Straight up. He was like, let me, let me take you out for breakfast tomorrow. I was like, okay. He was, I, I loved how proactive he was. I was like, like not wasting any time, didn't waste any time. He's like, let's break the ice over some breakfast. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. So I meet him at this breakfast place and conversation's fine. He did talk a lot about himself and like, didn't ask me any questions, uh, um, which was like, eh, but I'm kind of used to that. Cause I'm more of a listener mm-hmm. than a talker in general. But then he was like, let's go walk around the Citadel mall. 
And for those of you that aren't from Colorado Springs, the Citadel Mall is not a place you just want to like hang out at. No. So you either go there if you want to get shot or (laughs) if you're a middle schooler and you have nothing else to do with your friends. When I was telling my best friend about this, she's like, what are you like in middle school again? (laughs) I went there every weekend in middle school and high school. (laughs) He's not from here. Like he just moved here from another part of Colorado. So he's like, I want to check it out. And I was like okay (laughs) did you go yeah oh (laughs) we went so we went to the mall yeah and we're walking around and he's like can I hold your hand and I was like sure I was like waiting to run into somebody from high school because I run into people from high school all the time and uh, I didn't though okay (laughs) but it was fine I mean we were like it was just kind of lighthearted, but then all of a sudden it kind of got serious he was like, I really wish your kids were here. I want to meet them. Well, that's too soon. And I was like, uh, yeah, you're not going to be meeting my kids. <laughs> you told them that? Well, yeah. I was just like, yeah. I don't, I'm not introducing my children to anyone unless I know I'm serious about yeah. them. And then he was just like, he started like talking about us getting married and us having kids together. I've known this guy. I've literally known this guy for like 12 hours. You do not do that on a first date. It was really overwhelming. And I think I went into like, you know, how there's like fight, flight or freeze or fawn. I'm a freeze. Uh, I never know what to say. I was just like, uh, it was just so much (laughs) at once. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And as we're like walking through the mall, we're like seeing all these empty stores. And he's like, we should, we should buy that store together. Oh my God. And we can sell stuff there. Like we can, we can like combine our talents and our ideas and make our own store. Like he was like literally planning our future. And it was a lot. That's, uh, then he goes, you're not going to ghost me, right? Oh my God. You're not going to ghost me after this, are you? Wait, he did that with your arm? Uh Uh-huh. He was like rubbing my arm and I was like, uh, no. And so on dating apps, I only go by Shay. Yeah. Because I don't want people to know my full name. Right. Because a lot of the time I do disclose that I have a YouTube channel and I don't, and it's really easy to find if they know my full name, but that he didn't know you have. A YouTube no, channel. he just, okay. he was like, is Shay your full name? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> born, I was born with it. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that I've done that. Cause that, that gives me like some safety yeah. in it. Uh, but yeah, he, he moved really quickly. So all he has, he doesn't have my phone number. He only has my, um, Snapchat, which is kind of like a fake Snapchat account yeah. that I have. Um, I don't really use Snapchat very often. So he's messaged me off and on and I've responded kind of, but like, I don't plan on this moving forward. This was like two days ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Like four, four days ago. I don't know. It was, you don't do that on a first date. That's why you scare people away. This is why I don't want to date 20 something year olds. Are you guys all like this? Oh, don't ask me. I would not be like that at all. (laughs) I don't know what they're like out there, but yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. And this week, I've been feeling so lonely. Uh, I feel like the loneliness is finally starting to settle in. Yeah. Um, Grandma is somebody that I've, like, Grandma Logan is somebody I've really, like, talked to a lot about this. Because mm-hmm. um, she just lost Grandpa. Yeah. So she, we kind of relate to each other in different ways. Yeah. Um. And she's been telling me for months, she's like, I know you're lonely. And I'm like, I wouldn't really describe myself as lonely because I'm around people all the time. Yeah. But yeah, 
it's I've definitely felt it this week. It's kind mm-hmm. of settled in and it's just like when you've been married and with somebody for so long and then you no longer have that romantic connection, it kind of mm-hmm. like throws things off. Yeah, that makes sense. And there was a guy that I was talking to that I got really close to that I ended things with this week. So yeah. it's a it's a lot of emotions all at once. It was a, it was a rough week for me. Well, there's always next week. That's true, Mrs. Optimism. <laughs> Perfect segue I have, I have into to our that. conversation today. I say actually. that every week. There's always next week. <laughs> There's always next week. With one tear just going down my cheek. <laughs> it's next week. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about something that we're both very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think this is the coolest thing. Yeah, there you go. You need ever. to get closer to the microphone. I'll talk very close. Okay. Um, I think... Well, so we're going to talk about the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. If you know what it is, awesome. If you've never heard of it, awesome. Because we're going to tell you all about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, a condensed version. This is going to be hard for us. I had to, we, we could talk about the Enneagram all day. Yeah, I had to make notes just so I could make sure that I don't get off track too much. So You're so organized. <laughs> well, I just know my brain. And it just goes... <laughs> And then before we know it, it'd be like an hour in and I'd be like, yeah. we haven't even talked about everything. So this is just to make sure we talk about everything. Yeah. The basics. So what is the Enneagram anyway? Okay. So a lot of people are into personality tests and, um, their horoscope, that kind of thing. Um, it, it's in the same category, but I don't consider the Enneagram to be a personality test because it's not your personality. It's who you are. It's your essence. Um, mm-hmm. And I tried to find the history because I'm very into that. Like, well, how did it start? Nobody actually knows. But um, they it does really go with, like, your childhood past, um, your trauma as you were growing up. It goes with your fears, your desires, like, your main goals in life. And there are nine numbers. And it's not to put a label on somebody. But usually um, every single person fits into one of these numbers more than the others. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this and you get to the end and you're like, I'm none of those numbers, then you're a four. Congratulations. Um, And if you don't believe that this is real, then you're a five. Congratulations. (laughs) So there you go. There's your numbers. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I I mean, I've listened to podcasts. I've done my own research. I thought it'd be fun to be like a coach for this eventually, but it's really expensive to do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I actually will. Um, But I just I think it's so interesting because it's not a personality test. It's not like the Myers-Briggs because your personality changes. Um, But this number is really what what you've grown into and it's not going to change. Um, you can look at your, your strengths and your weaknesses or not grows, whatever. Um, and try to find ways to grow out of it, but you're going to have that number, yeah. which I think is very interesting. Well, and because the Myers-Briggs is 16 personalities right. and Enneagram is only nine. So yeah. it's a more condensed version of your personality. Correct. Correct. So I'm going to go over what all of the numbers mean and okay. you're going to jump in anytime. Okay. okay. All right. So listen closely. See which one you are. Maybe you already know. Let us know in the comments. There are free Enneagram tests online, by the way, but they are mostly inaccurate. Yeah. It's hard to find. It's really hard to find your number. You really have to like read each one. Yeah. Or listen to each one and kind of figure it out and dig in deep and see which one you resonate with. The one that hurts the most is you. Yes. The one <laughs> that you feel the most uncomfortable with is probably you. Um, and that's And that's what's hard about this is that... You're going to like learn things about yourself and be like, oh, I didn't even realize I was like that because mm-hmm. that happened to me. <laughs> probably did that happen to you too when you 
kind of dove deeper <sighs> into it. I still will like listen to podcasts about my Enneagram number and I'm like, oh, this is so painful. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> okay. okay, so we're going to start with the type one. Our type ones. And they are called the reformers. Mm. So usually the type one is known as the perfectionist. Um, I have other words that, w- that are usually used. Um, they have to have rationale for everything. So they have to know, why am I doing this the way that I am? Um, why are we doing this in general? If they're with like a company, why are we choosing to do this? So they need mm-hmm. reasons for everything. Um, they're very idealistic, um, principled. Um, so they can be strict with who they are and their decisions as well. And um, I think what's cool about the one is that they're very organized but they're also very like self-reflective, which is cool because it's not so much like, um, why, what am I doing wrong? But it's like, how can I, how can I fix this? What can Mm -hmm. I do to make this better? So Mm -hmm. that's why they're called the reformer. Do you have their, do you have the wound, the wounds of each number two? So I have the, um, basic fears, which kind of go with the wound. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, what, what caused you to get to this point is probably your your childhood trauma, your wound. Mm-hmm. So their basic fear is um, being corrupt or imperfect. Um, so that could go with like growing up in a household that was very strict and being told like you need to be successful, you need to go to college, you need to do this and that and that. Um, and so they've put those ideas in their head that that's what it means to have a good life, um, which can be hard to, you know, I've known, I know a lot of ones and they're, they're great people, but it's hard for them to get over that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that feeling of perfectionism. And their basic desire is to be good. So to be a good person, to do good things. Um, that's really what they're going for. They have a mission to want to improve the world in different ways. So I love that about them. Yeah. Um, I've gotten along with ones really well. Yeah. I really respect them a lot. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and obviously there's going to be pros and cons to each side. So I'm going to mention a little bit of those for each, but right. I would say theirs is just really, you know, focusing too much on being perfect. Cause obviously nobody's perfect. Thank you, Hannah Montana. You know who is definitely a one? Randall from This Is Us. I know. Oh. I know you stopped watching this, but I do remember after, him. Like, the second season, yeah, yeah. he is mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so I forgot to mention this. Each number um, leads with either their their mind, their heart, or their gut. Um, and so that is how they would make decisions. So if you're very heart centered, you would make decisions with your heart, your feelings, how you feel. Mind is like logic. Gut is like making decisions that you feel are right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the ones are gut type. Um, so they lead by kind of their own feelings Mm -hmm. and understanding like, should I do this? Should I not? Is this the right thing? Um, so that's the gut type. Um, and then I also mentioned what number they go to in growth and stress, because I think that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. So every number goes to a different number. Yeah. Whether they're in a growth area of their life or a stressful area of their life. And so, um, in growth, they go to a seven, which would be like, they're feeling very optimistic about things. They feel like they can have fun. They can really let loose. Um, and then when they're in stress, they go to a four. So they get very emotional and I know cause I haven't covered these numbers yet. <laughs> they get very emotional and, um, kind of rely on their feelings. So mm-hmm. that's the type one. Okay. What would you say? Just cause I, I'm curious, what would you say? Like for a one, what number would be really compatible for them for relationships? Since we do talk about dating on this podcast. Yeah. Hmm. For a one, I think. A one needs someone to just remind them that they're doing well and to remind them that they can take a break and that they can can just like breathe 
because mm-hmm. they're so focused on trying to improve. Um, so I honestly think a two would be really good for a one in that sense. And I'm going to explain what a two is in just a second. But, you know, just somebody who's who's giving to others and compliments and them. them. Yeah, ground them. them. Um, so I'd say a two, but also an eight, because I think an eight would really challenge That's what them. I was thinking. Yeah, to just like, they'd be like, okay, relax. You're fine. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably one of those two. Okay. But, All right, let's yeah. move on to number two. Okay. Number two, or the Enneagram two, is one of my favorites. Oh, man. We, yes. all, love a, we all love a two. We do. Um, and if you take, I think it's Eclectic Energies, it's one of the tests online, it will tell you you're a two. <laughs> it tells everyone. <laughs> it did. It told me I was a two <laughs> yeah. the first time I took it. I thought I was a two for a couple months, and then I was like, I don't relate to any of this, but it's okay. Um, so a type two is the helper. Um, that's our title. Um, sometimes you'll hear the giver as well. Also, side note, but this is important. Um, uh, sleeping at last. Have you heard their song? Yes. The two, the two song of sleeping at last is the best. So this, this guy, his band name is sleeping at last. Um, yeah, he he wrote songs for every Enneagram number and they're just beautiful. They are absolutely breathtaking, but the two song melodically is the most beautiful. And, um, and what I love about the songs is that he chose, he has a whole podcast where he talks about each song, but yeah. he chose people who are those types to create the song. Mm-hmm. So every instrument is somebody of that type. I think mm-hmm. it's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, it's so cool. And he puts it. like certain sounds in there that yeah. cater to that number. It's yeah. great. Oh my gosh. So if you're really invested into this, like go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so type two is a helper and they're known to be very caring. They're like the lovers. Um, they're very generous and people pleasing. Um, they're very friendly. They're sacrificing. So they're putting others before themselves and they're finding different ways to lift others up. Um, that's really what they're known for. Um mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, when you're giving so much to someone that can help you, you know, when you're, when you're people pleasing, that can cause you to kind of not focus on yourself. And that's kind of the biggest thing that the twos are working on is being able to look at what they want instead of what everyone else wants. Mm. Um, they can be very flattering as well. They know how to like get people on their side. Um, and then they're, they're sentimental, which I like, they have a lot of love. So Mm-hmm. Their basic fear is being unwanted or unworthy of being loved, um, which that could be a lot of different things in childhood. Um, so they pour out so much of themselves yeah. to try to be worthy. Mm-hmm. And then if it, if it's not appreciated yeah. or reciprocated, they are burnt out. Yeah. Like in the song, it's like, sweetheart, you look a little tired. When did you last sleep? Like they're oh, like, I know. it's like they're talking to the two because the two is the one who's just giving so much that they like, they aren't focusing on themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I saw a lot of twos in church ministry. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them. I see a lot of twos as teachers as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people consider the two to be like the parent of the types, <laughs> like the one, the caretaker. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're basic desire is to feel loved and love others and of course with that being said they're a heart type mm-hmm. they got it all there um so they make decisions very emotionally um and they lead with their heart they go to i didn't know this they go to an eight in stress i didn't know that yeah so that's when they start challenging people which i have seen actually in a lot of my friends are twos and i have seen that side of them um where they do end up kind of feeling like they need to challenge people if they're not getting the love back or if their love is misunderstood, mm-hmm. um, 
like they want to cook for someone, for instance, and then they say no. And then like they feel like personally attacked. Um, and so they're like, do you not like me? Like, are we not friends? Like they can get to that pretty quickly um, in stress. But in growth, they're a four. So they're very in tune with their emotions and can be creative and find different ways to um, live their life. Mm-hmm. So what would be a great number for the two? I was thinking, Ooh. I was thinking maybe a four. What do you think of the two and four combo? Too lots, much, lots of emotions, lots of emotional talks. Yeah. So maybe a nine. I think they need a head type. Um, not that they need one. I think, I think a two would work well with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a head type would really just help them be able to think about themselves as well and mm-hmm. what they actually need instead of just like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. But like, no, like you're literally not, <laughs> yeah. you have bags under your eyes. You need to take a nap. Like yeah. Yeah. they need someone to just tell them like it is a little bit. So I think any of the, um, the head types, I would say. Yeah. So I guess six, seven or eight <laughs> okay. for that. Yeah. Type three. Type three. The achiever. Woo. So the type three and type seven can actually get mixed up a lot. Um, but you're going to see the biggest difference between the three and seven is one is looking for um, being successful and the other is looking for fun and finding excitement in life. So the three is the success oriented. Um, they're, they're very driven by their image and how other people see them. Um, so with that being said, they know to be very charming, um, ambitious. They're very energetic. They're usually extroverted. Um, and like the life of the party, they just really, they, they want to market. So they're, they see anything as a marketing opportunity. So in a group of friends, they're like, Hey, you should check this out. Um, or Hey, we should get coffee sometime. Like they're just constantly expanding their inner circle. Um, and that's really what the three is known for just getting as much done as they possibly can and finding success in relationships is a big one and work life. Mm -hmm. So, um, with that being said, they can be very, um, competitive, which can be hard. And then they're also known to be workaholics. They get very invested in their work and it's hard for them to find a stopping point. Um, and their basic fear is just being worthless, like feeling like they have nothing that they can give. And so that's why they lean so towards that success, um, because they think if they put their energy into like work projects and different creative projects, then that can give them the happiness that they are lacking. So it honestly sounds so exhausting. Yeah. And I have a three wing, like we, we haven't even touched on wings yet. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> but your number, your, your, your wing of either the number before you or the number after you, and you can go into both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I resonate so much with the three wing. The yeah. Most. Shaylee's a four. I don't know if we told them that. Yes. So you're a four. So we'll talk about that one next, but so yeah, Shaylee's as a four can go in, either into a three or a five. Um, and you usually lean more towards one, but you can go into both. Mm-hmm. Um, so- I've heard people say like, I'm a seven wing one. I'm like, that's not, not how it works. Yeah. No, one wing eight. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're all like in it, the specific order for a reason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the threes, I, I love threes because they're the reasons why, you know, big companies like Disney exist and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that we have things to shop for like they're they're the business mind the movers yeah and they get things done um so that's what's really good about them and um obviously the workahol workaholism workaholicism Workaholicism. (laughs) whatever it is that can be hard on a person um so but their basic desire is just to have a worthwhile life 
feel very valuable. They like to impress and charm others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're also a heart type. So you'll notice two, three, fours, they're all hearts. So that's why they're in that. That's so, that that's so interesting realm. to me that they're considered a heart type. Yeah. Because all the threes that I know, they have this like innate ability to just like switch on and off. Yeah. Which I'm always like, how do you do that? Because I'm like, I live in my, my core, my authenticity, like all the time. Like yeah. I could never just like switch on, like, but I've seen my friends, mm-hmm. like, they'll be like, you know, just like tired or whatever, but they like turn on their phone to like post on their Insta story and they're just like, so we're going to the da, 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 and you like change and it's like wow I, yeah. I find that really amazing yeah yeah I highly respect them and I do know a few threes and you know it's just like you don't know what they're gonna do next mm-hmm. it's like what are you gonna do um so they always have a million projects going yeah. on at one time yeah it's pretty awesome so that is the three um they go into a nine in stress so when they're stressed out they become very much like I don't want to make decisions everyone else gets to decide I'm just gonna kind of sit here and be a sloth that's mm-hmm. what the nines are known for. We'll get there. Uh, um, and then the, they go to a six in growth. So they be, when they're they're feeling good about things, they feel like they're very secure um, and focused on safety and like they, they're committed to something. So that would be them in growth. Yeah. Cool. And threes are really good with logical oh, yes, types, sorry. I would say. Forgot to match a three. Maybe like a five. Oh yeah, three and five would be really good together. Yeah, you could write books. And I have a friend who's things. a three, and I think her husband's a five, and yeah. I, it's a really good combination. That is them. good. I would say threes and sevens butt heads a lot, just because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very, very similar. So. <laughs> There's also like tri-types, so it's like where your heart goes to, where your mind goes to, where your gut goes to. So there's all of those as well. Um, cause like three is a part of mine, but I'm all the way out to seven. So it's just, it's a rabbit hole. If you guys really want to learn, <laughs> yeah, there's so much information out there. There is. That's why it's so fun. It is so fun. Yeah. Okay. Type four. Are you ready? This is Shay's number. Shay. I'll call you that now. That's now your, you're calling me Shay. That's your full name, right? <laughs> yes, it is. All right. The type four is known as the individualist. Um, they're known to be very sensitive, dramatic, unique, temperamental, and, um, sometimes can become self-absorbed. I think that's more when they're feeling like um, depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and their feels <laughs> sad like boy most hours of the time. <laughs> oh, most of the time. Oh, I just feel so bad for fours. I'm like, we can't like, I turn off our feelings. It's the worst sometimes, but I know they enjoy that, but it's just like, for me, I'm just like, I just want to give you like, I feel so bad. What can I do? I don't know. It's just hard. I don't understand. Like I'm trying to understand, but I, it's hard. Um, <laughs> I sent her a text this week, like venting <laughs> about my life. And her response was, Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't get that. Like, deep like highly feelings that fast. Like you got to be talking to me for a while or like in person, at <laughs> least I can't do that in a text message. Um, I've learned that about you. If I really want to vent my heart out to you, I need to do, we it, gotta in do it in person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, texting. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> just kidding. So what's awesome about the four, which I like, am jealous of is that they're very self-aware like you know how you're feeling you could tell me right now are you like you just told me you had a hard week Mm -hmm. I can't reflect like that like I physically cannot go man that was a really hard week wow but I feel really happy right now like I don't know I don't know how I'm feeling ever so (laughs) I'm like I'm so jealous of that side of you but um that's what's really good about the fours is they're they're very like in tune with who they are um known to be very creative and honest and personal they like those personal connections with people and really getting to know them getting away from the small talk you hate small talk don't you uh, it's the worst 
Yeah. So. If that, and then people who are not willing to get vulnerable with me. I'm like, I'm not even wasting my time with you. <laughs> like, you got to get to my level or else I'm not interested yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. Sometimes they can be moody with all of their feelings um, and self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing about the fours is that they feel very different than everyone else. So they think that, like, you could probably explain it better to me. I don't feel like I belong in there. <clears throat> yeah. And I've never felt like anybody can understand me. Ever. So, like it I said. It feels very lonely. If you think you don't belong in a number, you're probably a four because you think that, like, that you can't put a label on yourself. Like, you're mm-hmm. your own person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Um, the basic fear is to have no identity or personal significance to kind of just feel like you're like just a normal person. Um, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's like the worst. If anyone ever called me normal, I would. Yeah. We can tell with all your outfits, colorful rainbow makeup. (laughs) No, I love it. I love fours. Most of my friends are fours, so I love them. Um, yeah, I have a lot of four friends. I think fours and sevens work really well together, but we'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, their basic fear, I just said that no personal significance, but their basic desire is to create an identity and find themselves and really know who they are. Um, which I think is good about like being able to get divorced. Like now you have this time to really, yeah. you know, get that. So, yeah, I'm always trying to create a new identity as I yeah. go and learn. So, um, they go to a one in growth. So that's when they're able to, um, feel like they can. And because I think the four and the one, they can both like reflect really well on who they mm-hmm. are so going to the one would be like you can feel like you can change the world and that you're capable of so much so that's really good that they go to that um and then they go to a two in stress so i don't know if you notice about yourself <laughs> but oh, you yeah. want to you want to give to when others i'm in when... stress my heart's just like hurting all the time yeah I'm like i just like feel so much empathy for everybody yeah and... i've definitely noticed that about you for sure but one like that's the only reason why this podcast is working right now yeah. Because the one side of me was like, oh, we're going to buy all this stuff and do this. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have some kind of structure. Yeah. To even have this happen. Makes sense. Otherwise, I'd be like, nobody cares what I have to say <laughs> and I'd never get anything done, honestly. Honestly. I think so. of like sadness from. Um, yes. What's that? Inside out. Inside out, yeah. Totally. <laughs> nobody cares. We, we, we are very comfortable sitting in our melancholy. <laughs> Like, it's not uncomfortable for us it's at all. Like, when to um, be sad, it's not uncomfortable. I think in the movie, she's like, I like crying in the rain and feeling my tears mixed with the water, <laughs> like something like that. Like, I feel like that's such a poor thing. I love the feeling of my tears coming down my face. And you, you listen to sad music while it's raining, right? <laughs> that's so crazy. I just, I just recorded a, like, a, I, I keep video blogs for myself. Like, yeah. I just, let it all out the other day and I was bawling in my car in an old Navy parking lot while it was raining and it was so therapeutic. I was just like letting out all my emotions. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously fours are heart types. They lead very much with their heart. Um, so like I said, I don't know what it is, but I, I just have gotten along so well with fours. Um, and I think it's just because like I, Maybe because I'm also a creative person, like I understand that side of them and I understand the desire to be unique, but I also like how they can get me to get in my feelings because yeah. like I need someone to push me to get there. Um, and so that's right. what I really like about fours. If you ever need somebody to just listen to you mm-hmm. and be there for you in your darkest moments, yeah, find a four because mm-hmm. we, we thrive in it. That's how we connect with others. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, I think sevens are good with fours. Yeah. Um, I think so. Once, I guess, would be good. 
would say a nine. Nines, yeah. I actually posted in a Enneagram Four group the other day. I was like, has anybody found any like a romantic relationship where they can say they actually feel seen? Because that's one of my fears. I don't know if I'll mm-hmm. ever feel seen by anybody. Yeah. And I know I got to find that within myself, but I was curious if, if, if it's translated to anybody in relationships and so many people were like, get a nine. Yeah. Get oh, a yeah. nine. Get a nine. So, and one of my best friends is a nine mm-hmm. and I've told her from the beginning, I'm like, I need to find the male version of you. Nines are just great. They oh are. Goodness. They They're are. The All right. I chose okay. a color for each type, by the way. Oh, I just noticed So okay. the five is great. <laughs> It just felt right. <laughs> All right. Um, so the type five is the investigator. Um, this is the person who always wants to learn more. There's always something new and exciting out there. Um, and so they're very, they're usually very intense people. Most of the time they're very introverted. Um, they can be very isolated um, and secretive. You're like, what's going on with that person? Who knows? Um, and they're, they're focused on innovation and finding new ways um, to discover different things. So they're usually like reading a book. Um, watching a documentary, just learning anything that they can. Um, they're very alert, insightful, and curious, and they're able to focus on developing complex ideas. So if they have one project, that's what they're focused on, and they're not going to let their brain wander somewhere else. That's amazing. I don't know how you do that, but fantastic for you fives. Well, when you said that, <laughs> I was just like, maybe that's not dad. Yeah, well, we, we think our dad's a five. I think but... he's a six-wing five, but oh, okay. yeah, he reminds me of a six, but um. Yeah, so fives are usually like your introverted friend who loves to read. Mm, very um, logical. Yeah. Yeah, with their mugs and their cats. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I think of. <laughs> they have libraries um, <laughs> in their house. Which, like, I'm always so intimidated by fives. I'm like, they're really? so smart. And, like, they're way too cool for me. Like, I, I don't know what it is about fives. I'm just like, they don't want to talk to me. Like, they're too cool. <laughs> no, I just I'm love their thirst for knowledge. I do, too. And I that's what I, I love, love that. about them. Because I love being able to, like, talk to people and they just tell me information. Mm-hmm. Um, and you usually don't get a type until you're, like, 18. Like, until you're, like, have fully formed. So mm-hmm. you don't type children. Okay. Mm-hmm. But one of my students is already, like, very much like this and so he'll just sit in that recess and tell me things about science and I'm like how do you know this stuff (laughs) so I'm like I just love people like that but I'm just like so intimidated I'm like you know so much yeah (laughs) you know what I mean when someone's so smart you're just like oh my gosh yeah um I think they're so cool but they see a world in a different way than everyone else does um and they can be sometimes people consider them to be rude just because they're more standoffish um or like I said, they can isolate themselves from the outside world. So I feel like COVID maybe wasn't the best time for, or was the best time for fives <laughs> out of any of the types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the five was probably like, yeah, I get to read all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but their basic fear is just being useless, helpless, or incapable. Because again, they want to have the answers to everything. They want to be that person that you can call to help with something. Um, they want to be that person you can ask questions to and they can answer that. Um, and so they want to feel like they have all of the knowledge, which I can see dad in that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then their desire was is to possess knowledge and be capable of everything that they possibly can and to have everything figured out. They need a plan for everything. They need all of the information that they possibly can have, like I mentioned. So I don't know. Fives are pretty cool. Um, they're very logical thinkers. So they are focused on the head type. They lead with their brain um, and make decisions that way. They go to an eight in growth, which is very fascinating. Mm. And I love that because that means that they're able to like stand up for themselves and, um, and other people. 
And so that kind of gets them out of their shell a little bit mm. um, and gives them that confidence. You can see like when they do feel like they're growing in, in their knowledge and um, they're able to do that and feel more confident in front of people. I think that's where they get to their eight. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then they go to a seven and stress. <laughs> so when they're stressed, they're just like, let's just go have fun and forget about everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Very okay. interesting. That is interesting. Um, you think a five would do well with a heart type? I think a five needs someone outgoing um, mm -hmm. because otherwise they're going to want to stay in all the time, which is fine. But I feel like somebody who is a heart type um, or even a gut type is just like, we need to do something. <laughs> I feel like that will help them because um, another head type might just be too much, mm -hmm. too much going on yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think who they would be best with. Probably the three, because we talked yeah. about the three being good with the Yeah, I think five. the three, three and yeah. five are a really good match. Um, type six. I love a six. Um, they are the loyalists. And so these are, these people are the reason why we are alive today. <laughs> because they've thought of all of the plans. Um, so they're very security oriented. Um, they're very committed to the people around them and to themselves. And they focus highly on protecting other people. They're like your mama bear. Okay. Um, and so mm -hmm. they're known to be very, very responsible. They have a plan for everything. It's like your mom's when like they have a babysitter and they have like at 702, Johnny must go brush his teeth. And then at 704, he can play his iPad for 10 minutes. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I've, uh, as a nanny, I watched a lot of kids. That were like that. I was like, oh man. And then it's like the security system in the back is locked. Like, but you know? the reason why they're like that is because like they struggle with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Immense amount. Right. All the sixes I know are like the most anxious people. Right. It's kind of the stereotype, right? Yes. That is the, what they're known to be is the anxious type. But like, I just feel like sixes are given such a negative connotation with that. Right. And I can see like, because I have such a strong six wing, I can see that like, it's not so much about like being scared, anxious. It's like, you just want to be prepared. Prepared. Yeah. And I think that's what was really hard for COVID. I think the sixes had it the worst because the sixes obviously like they're prepared for the worst, but like when those types of things happen to them and they don't feel secure, then they're just like broken apart. Yeah. Um, and so I know that that was a really hard time for, for them. Yeah. Um, but they were probably the ones that were like, just wear a mask. Like, listen to them. Let's do it. Anything that we can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they can also be known to be very suspicious of just the world around them. Like, I don't know if I should trust that. I don't know about that. Um, but with them being anxious and wanting to focus on like protecting others, that means they're very reliable, which is why they're good friends. They're good people to have around you because they, you're, they're not going to give up on you no matter what. Um, I won't give up. John Mayer. Um, or us. Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. I always get them here. Jason Mraz is probably six. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know, know nothing about him I, know. <laughs> I don't even know his name um <laughs> but they're also very hardworking and trustworthy so they're a good good person to have in your life um but they run on stress and that can be the hard thing for them and the thing about a six is that they're going to complain about it they don't keep it in <laughs> so if they're stressed out they're going to let you know um even if it's just like huffing and puffing or being like I'm tired I just need a nap like they're going to let you know if they're not doing well mm -hmm. um and the best thing you can do for them is just to make sure that that they know that like, oh man, I, we should have talked about the best thing to do for each type, but there's, see, there's so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> so hard like, to condense it into like a short yeah, episode. They just need someone to tell them like, 
don't worry, I've already taken care of that. Like I already have dinner going. Like they just need somebody to take over for them for a little bit so that they can focus on other things besides trying to, you know, be committed to everyone and themselves. And so, Mm. yeah. Um, Now they can be cautious, but they also have a rebellious side. Uh, They like to try new things, which is good about them. Um, And so their basic fear, like I said, being, being without support or guidance. If they feel like they have no answers, they don't know what to do. They just go into that anxiety um, and don't really know how to get out of it. But their basic desire is to have security and support. Um, So if they don't have a supportive partner or a supportive person in their life, that can also really weigh down on them. Mm. Um, They're a head type. So lots going on up here. And um, they go to a three in stress. So they feel like when they're stressed out that they have to achieve everything, which I think makes sense because, you know, they're already wanting to protect people. And then when they get to that point, it's like, what can I do now? Mm -hmm. How can I fix this? Um, And then in growth, they go to a nine so they can feel at peace when everything's kind of put together and they can relax a little bit. So um, I think a six, I'm trying to think who would they, who would they be best with? Somebody who can ground them, right? Yeah. Somebody who, yeah. I feel like a heart type um, would be good with a six just to like, I don't know, just to let them know, like, it's okay. (laughs) They need that. They need to know that it's okay a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like a six is one of those that could really make it work with anyone. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's a six. All right. (laughs) <laughs> now we're moving to a seven which is kind yay <laughs> um so we're known as the enthusiast <laughs> um <laughs> we're known as the really busy type um variety seeking and spontaneous um which makes sense because i'm always like i'll get a tattoo but only if someone's like i'm on my way and we're gonna go get a tattoo and then i'll be like okay but if you're like let's get a tattoo in two weeks i'll be like uh what like i need things <laughs> i need people to just be like let's go right now and i'm like okay, i think yeah. that's i think that's why like <laughs> That, that's something that we can relate on because yeah. we're both very spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally today, I was like, "Hey, do you want to talk about the Enneagram today? Can you come up with a list?" And she, she like came up with this all in like an hour. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um. Usually these sevens are extroverted. Um. There are some introverted sevens because they're you know they come alive in a group, but they also need their time alone. But they're known to be like more extroverted, more outgoing. Um. They're very practical and playful. So we have this side of us that's like we see things like it is. But we also know how to have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, like when people, I don't know how to explain it, like going to trainings as a teacher and they're like telling us to do all this stuff. I'm like, why does this matter? Can we just go do something? Like, <laughs> So I don't know. I get that. But um, the hard thing about us is that we can become very overextended and give a lot of things our time where it's hard to like take a deep breath and just focus on like one thing at a time. Um, so our brains can become very scattered. So that's the hardest part for me because I'm like, you know, when there's a lot going on in life, I don't know how to just like how to focus even on how I'm doing. Like I mentioned, like, that's why I can't say like, oh, I had a good day today because I'm just like, I don't know. I can't think about it right now. I got to do this. Yeah. But you know how (laughs) you appreciate the self-awareness in me. I appreciate the fact that you're just able to have so much on your plate Mm -hmm. and you're like, do so well with it. Like you are you're a co-host of two podcasts. Yeah. You're a teacher, a full-time teacher. And it's, that's like 50 hours a week with starting all the homework a business. you have to do, starting a business. And she's just, <laughs> I got, she a just dog. got a puppy and she's just like, the wedding. Great. There's a wedding coming up. Like she, I would be like, Oh my god! But gosh, here's the thing. I'm so overwhelmed. I'd be like crying. She's like sitting here like just handling it all. Oh no, I thrive off of chaos. Like <laughs> I've had to be like that my whole life because if I don't have a lot going on, 
then I have to go into my emotions. Mm, then so I have to get real. Yeah, exactly. How you're feeling. I can't sit and watch a movie. Like I've got, I'm getting worse and worse. <laughs> like I can't sit and watch it, watch TV that long, like maybe a couple hours. But then after that, I'm like, all right, what can I do? Like <laughs> I need to do something. Like I can't just like relax for a long time, which can be hard, but I'm, I just like, I thrive off of that. I like having a full schedule and knowing what I'm doing each day and then having a little bit of time to relax, mm-hmm. but then knowing like, but I'll have plans at night. Yeah, like because you have FOMO. Yeah, yeah, that's another part of it. We we don't like missing out on things, so that's always fun. Um, <laughs> but the big thing about the seven is that um, we're constantly looking for fun and exciting new things, um, which is hard because it's hard for us to stay committed to one thing for a long time. Um, which I already mentioned my commitment issues with in relationships, but also I feel like I go through that sometimes with friend groups, which mm-hmm. can be tricky because I'm like. I'll just go meet some other people. And that sucks. Like, I don't like to like draw people like that, but I do that sometimes without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like to have a ton of friends, but then have those like really close friends that we have connections with. Um, but that, that can be the hard part is just being like, all right, I'm bored. <laughs> what can I look for now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I literally do that with my jobs all the time. So I get tired of things and I look for like new excitement. I thrive off of like, what can I do now? Um, so we have problems with impatience and impulsiveness. Yeah. My, my debit card would say that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but our basic fear is being in pain. And so the reason why we stack our plate so high is to just avoid any form of negative emotions, any form of like self-reflection. Um, and, it's hard to explain because like I can get there with people and I can listen to their problems, but then like not comfortable for you. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I love when people open up to me, Mm -hmm. like, but then when I'm talking about, about, yeah, when I'm talking about myself, I like smile. I'm like, yeah, I've had a really hard day. I was really struggling. (laughs) And they're like, why are you smiling? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just (laughs) whatever. Like the wedding video when they were like, how are you, how do you feel that your sister's getting married and moving (laughs) across the country? And you were like, it's okay, I guess. And then I bawled <laughs> an hour later. <laughs> yeah, so we like to be satisfied and feel content at all times. Um, and so we avoid the pain by keeping that freedom and happiness, and we like to avoid missing out. So that can be the trickiest thing. Is um, And ever since I learned about the Enneagram, I've gotten better at it because I know this about myself now, mm-hmm, which I, right. I really like this because like I, I kind of just told myself, like, you have to you have to get to your feelings. You have to express them because I used to just like bottle things up. Mm. So I think I've gotten better at that, but it is still really uncomfortable to focus on pain and I can be sad for a little bit. And then like I hit my lows and then I'm like, all right, what should I do now? Like I can't, I can't do it a full day of sadness if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. gotten better at it, but it's hard. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Cause we're like total opposites. In that. Yeah. I have to like learn to not, live in my feelings and you have to learn to turn on your feelings that's why a four and seven are so good together i know we're perfect for each other i love it um and sevens are head types which makes sense because i'm very much i'm a thinker my brain's just going um and we go to five and growth so when things are going really well for me i'm like constantly looking at like learning new activities learning new crafts and all of that but then we go to a one in stress and so if i feel like life's kind of falling apart then i'm going into that perfectionism Mm. um what did i do that wasn't good enough um and like that people pleasing type perspective so that can be tricky um but yeah that's the seven Mm. we're fun you guys are fun (laughs) you want if you want to have a fun party invite a seven 
Yeah, but not too many. No, just like two. Yeah. <laughs> More than that, it was just, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. We're on the type eight now. The type eight is the challenger. Um, and these are like the powerful people, um, very confident, which I totally respect that about them. They're very much like your politicians, um, your businessmen. Again, a lot of our businessmen are eights, but they're they're very like not afraid. They're not afraid of anything. It's your Karens. Okay, just saying. <laughs> you guys can only see my face right now. I was married to an eight for twelve years. <laughs> Not a good combination for a four. No. Really hard. Fours and eights do not do not We do mesh. not mesh. If you're a four, I'm afraid. Don't do I'm, it. I'm literally afraid of eights. I, I'm whenever I, I meet somebody who's like has eight tendencies, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have an eight wing, but it comes out not that often. <laughs> when I'm protecting my my fans, yeah, my fans, Your friends fans. and family. That's what I meant to say. Then <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. Anyways. Oh, it's yeah, it is getting hot now. Ooh, the <laughs> um, but they're very decisive. They're like, I know what I want, I know what you want, and we're both getting it. Um, they will fight for the death. Um or fight to the death, yeah. <laughs> um, so they can be the confrontational type, um, the people who will complain to the manager, the people who will say that their food is not cooked fully. Um the people who want to change America, you know, it's all of those. <laughs> um, they're very strong. They're very assertive. And with this, their ego can get very big um, and they can feel very domineering to people, which is kind of hard to be around them sometimes. But, you know, they're also the people who will stick up for you. Um, they're, the, they're, they're the people that do like get things done too. Yes. Yes. Like if I was like, Hey, I need an oil change. That car had an oil change an hour later. Yeah. If I was like, Hey, we're going on a date this day. He would write it down on his calendar right then and there. And yeah. he would not forget. I would be the one who'd forget. And he'd That's send another me, good thing. They don't reminders. forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to be the hero of the story, which can also be a part of that. They like to know that like they were the ones who kind of fix things and put them back together. Um, because that's just, that helps them feel like they've accomplished um, because their basic desire is protecting themselves and others, but to also be in control of their own life. Mm-hmm. And so if they feel like someone is more in control than them, then mm-hmm. they want to get above that. Mm-hmm. And so that can be why they kind of feel like they have to do tasks, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. There is a lot of good things about eights. No, there are. Yeah, and there are. Uh, eight is another one that gets like negatively talked about. I feel like sixes and eights really get it hard um because eights are known to eights are known to be like the karens um but we do need eights in the world otherwise and you can tell who's an eight by the by how clean their house is yeah definitely that's definitely a part of it Eights like their order they like they like to have you know things in place they like to be clean because again they're in control of their life exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um and what's awesome about eights is that they can kind of like get in tuned with their emotions and their mind at the same time. Um, cause they're a gut type. So they're able to really kind of think of both things. Um, but yeah, protecting other people, that's a big one. If they feel like their kids in danger or, um, their parents are in danger or their friend, like they're going to stick up for them at all times, which mm-hmm. we need people like that. Otherwise, like things aren't going to get solved. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to bottle, bottle it up forever. So, mm-hmm. um, but then their basic fear is just being controlled by others. They don't want anyone to really tell them what to do. Um, and they don't like being harmed in any way. 
They like mm-hmm. to just know that they're strong and that they can protect themselves. Um, so they actually go to a two in growth, which I think is very, I mean, it goes with it. Like they want to show love to other people. Um, and so when they are healthy, then they can use that domineering personality in order to give out to others in a, in a healthy way and not just to, to be on top. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, in stress, they go to five. So they feel like they have to maybe read like self-help books or <laughs> listen to podcasts. Like they feel like they need something more, like something more to learn um, because they feel like where they are right now may not be enough to be in control of their life. Mm-hmm. They want more information mm-hmm. so they can get above. Mm-hmm. So that's the eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And then we have the type nine. Everyone loves the nines. Oh, I forgot to say who the eight would be good with. Oh, anyone but a four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say maybe not even a two. two. Yeah, not a two. We're just twos and fours are too sensitive for the eights. Yeah, we're way too sensitive. And I feel like a three and eight might butt heads too. So I would say like stay out of the heart types. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 All right. (laughs) Type nine is the peacemaker. Um, these are your easygoing Winnie the Pooh is who I think of. <laughs> like, just like, everything's fine. I'm no drama. Here. They do not like drama. Life is good. Nothing's wrong. Do you want to watch a movie? A fall is life. Like, they're the ones that have the signs like, um, a little bit of, of pumpkin, a little bit of spice makes everything nice and then they have like yeah they have like live laugh love they have like the soft blankets like i have a lot of nine (laughs) friends too and this is what their houses are like (laughs) they want you to feel at peace and they they want to give their peace to you um they are so cozy oh they are they're like they're they just they're so cozy and yeah and oh my gosh like most of my best friends are nines or fours like i just love i love a nine i think nines are the best friends you can have um because they're so like just reassuring they reassure you they help you feel good Mm -hmm. um and they're agreeable. So if you're like, I want to do this. They're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, well, the flip side of that, they don't always tell you how they're feeling uh-huh. and they don't tell you what they actually want, mm-hmm. which can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that can be, that can be hard for, for any relationship. Any friendship is like, so where do you want to go to dinner? And they're just like, wherever you want to go. It's like, bro. Yeah. I'm not making this decision. It's almost like they can become like martyrs too sometimes. Like, yeah. Our mom's a nine and all throughout our life, she's, she's just been like, I mean, moms in general focus a lot on their kids, but our right. mom will like, she will bend over backwards for us. So like yeah. make sure that we're happy and that we're doing all the things. And I have to remind her like, no mom, this decision's for you. Where do you want to eat? You yeah. Know? And she like literally can't decide. So right. I'm just like, well, you like this place. Let's go there. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Like, I feel like she's, she doesn't really talk about how she's actually doing mm-hmm. until it all builds up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she'll let it out. And you're just like, what? Why did you tell from? us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but what's nice about nines is that they're very trusting. They're very stable. If they have a, a relationship, they're going to keep it. They're going to do whatever they can to keep it. Um, and they're usually creative and optimistic. So they have that like sense of life to them. They can see things on um, the positive side. On the flip side of that, they can be stubborn. So again, they're not going to tell you what they want. Um, they're going to maybe have something on their mind, but not know how to express it. And so it's going to look to us like they aren't listening to us, but it's really them trying to do what they want to do without expressing it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what being stubborn is kind of. Um, but th- yeah, that can be a huge thing in them. 
Um, they're also known as the sloth because they're known to be very like relaxed and not so much of a go-getter. Um, mm-hmm. They really settle in one job um, or one partner, um, even if they're not like fully happy. So that can be tricky with the nines as well. And they don't like being in, in charge or yeah. in control. Right. Which yeah. is so interesting to me that you can be a nine with an eight wing. Yeah. But I think mom is like, cause we can see that challenging side of right. her. It's yeah. just like, but it's so weird. Cause you go from like the peace to the challenge. Like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Um, That's how I feel with being a four wing three. Yeah. I feel like they're like total opposite. Yeah. Personalities. Yeah, definitely. Um, so their basic fear is lost in separation. So losing people, um, feeling like they're an outsider, like in a group, like they want a lot of close connections. Um, cause that's kind of what they thrive off of is just knowing that like they have the friends that they do. They have those close tight relationships. Um, and you're going to see nines usually with those loyal friends instead of like having a bunch of friends because they're very, very, very picky with who they choose to have in their life. Mm. Um, and their desire is to have state of mind and stability and just feel like things really are at peace. Um, and they can really get to that point. I think like, honestly, their minds really do tell them like, Hey, everything's great. Like, I think they just, the way that they think is like, we can all be peaceful if I'm peaceful, you know? Yeah, they're, um, they're literally, like, the ones that are just, like, life is good. Yeah. I remember when I had a conversation with mom about, like, I was, like, I'm so sad. The kids are growing up. And, like, every time I, I think about them growing up, I get so sad. And, yeah. And she's, like, it's not sad. It's happy. Like, they're, right. they're becoming, you know, older. And that's a good thing. And I'm, like, no. Yeah. It's not. Mom's always been able to see that side. But then we also see the challenging side of her. So, yeah, it's just very, really interesting seeing the nine going to an eight. Yeah. Um, but they are a gut type. So they lead with kind of what's going on around them, their intuition. Um, and it, they go to a three in growth. Um, so then they go to that wanting to achieve. Um, and then they go to a six in stress. So that's when they feel like they mm-hmm. aren't doing enough to protect those around them. Um, and that, that makes sense because there's not enough peace. So they want to be able to build more peace around their situation. So that is the nine types. And wow. a nine could work with anyone. Yeah. Um, they really could. They're just... Although I don't think the nine and an eight combination is very healthy. I've seen it play out. With yeah, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But... Honestly, any number can work with any number. It right. really depends on your level of health. Yes. Too. Yes. Um, they actually have, I think they have four stages of health in each number. And so you can see kind of what stage you're in at that moment and like what you're leaning towards. Like what are your mm-hmm. desires and fears at that moment? Like this gets intense, y'all. Yeah. No, when you, and when you get to the, the unhealth, unhealthy stages or whatever, and you read those, that's yeah. what hurts. <laughs> yes. like, Oh my gosh, I I felt these things. Oh my like, gosh. I've been this person I didn't realize I was. And so really the Enneagram is a tool to not only better understand yourself, but those around you. Right. It's like one of the first questions I love to ask people when I'm talking yeah. to them from dating apps or whatever. I'm like, what's your Enneagram? What's your Myers-Briggs? And of course they're like, what? Most of the time, yeah. like 85% of the time people are like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I'm like, how do people not know that? How do people That's not think? I want this? everyone to know about it. That's why I yes. want to become a coach. I'm like, I just want you to know. It would help me so much yeah. to go into a date knowing what that person's yes. number is because I know how to relate to them. Yeah. 
And every time I meet someone new, I'm like trying to figure out their number or like, I still do this. Like I was really invested <laughs> at one time, but like I'll watch TV shows and be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what an eight. Like I know. <laughs> I'll watch oh. The Office and be like, oh, Michael Scott is such a three. Like I can just like, <laughs> I don't know. I do that with all the characters in every show. Yeah. No, I do it all the time too. And I, I will, I'll ask Kylie. I'll be like, we'll like meet somebody for the first time. And I'm like, okay, so what number do you think they are? <laughs> Our family we're looks always... at us like we're crazy. Yeah. Cause we'll just sit there and be like, maybe a five wing six. And they're like, what? <laughs> I know. I don't think our, I don't even think our family wants to take the test. So we've already typed all of them. Yeah. And they're just like, what? What does that mean? I think honestly, if you know someone well enough, you can type them. Um, There's a few people though that I know really well that yeah. I cannot type. Right. Yeah. I still can't figure it out. Yeah. No matter how much I get to know them. Yeah. You know, because I, <laughs> my I fiance's think... like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you a six, seven, or eight? <laughs> I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> I think six, but yeah, it's hard. He's one of those people that I'm just like, like. I don't know. You have like, you have a little bit of each part. Yeah. So, because I think all of us have a little bit of each number. Right. Us, right. You know, uh, depending on where we are in our life and what we're going through. Yeah. Um, but when you start reading those more in depth analysis you're like, Oh, it gets real. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Thanks so much for like writing all those notes and doing that. Of course. I, I, I love the Enneagram. That. I think it's so fun. Um, I think later, if, if you all are interested, we could do like what each number would say to someone who's engaged or what each number would say to someone who's divorced. Ooh. I think that would be really interesting. That would be really interesting. Um, like for sixes, if you're like, I'm engaged, they're like, okay, do you have a backup plan? Like, are, are you, do you have a, a place you can go to if you need to leave? Like, they're mm. like thinking of like, what could go wrong, but just to protect you. Like, so, you know, if you want to hear those things, we could do that. Um, so I always love to talk about I can it. tell you right now for a four getting engaged, it'd be, you got to try to remove some of your idealistic expectations. Yeah. Like nobody is going to amount to that. Like, right. Nobody. And I, I found myself in that hopelessness a lot of the time where it's just like, my ideals are way up here and I feel like I can get this in my life. But like remembering that people are imper- are imperfect and like yeah. no relationship is going to be like rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, you know, and I watch a lot of rom-coms and like, oh. I just got done watching Bridgerton and this, after season two, I was just like, yeah, I want that kind of love. I was like literally crying about it. I'm like, this is a TV show. Yep. This is not real life. I have to remind myself of that because man, I just want. See, I'm so practical. Person. I watch those movies where like the two fall in love and I'm like, whatever. He probably cheated <laughs> on her last week. <laughs> but I oh, don't know. I can separate like movies and real life. Like I can watch scary movies and be perfectly fine. I don't know. I think it's just like my ability to be practical. Well, know. it's because you can turn off your feelings. Yeah, I guess so. I can just yeah. turn it all off and then I'll be like, all right, we're good. No, I'm like super sensitive to like movies with death or sadness or Oof. suicide or depression or anything so like, what can you watch rom-coms <laughs> but then i then <laughs> i'm then sad sad <laughs> so what does it make you sad but you like being sad i don't sometimes. watch a lot of stuff you like crying right i like crying but that's that's what i was gonna say to four is going through a divorce don't do what i did the other day and go to the liquor store <laughs> oh no <laughs> planning to like just drown out your sorrows because it makes it worse oh i don't i don't drink like hardly ever so sevens are known to do that everyone's like oh my gosh they go to because we go to gluttony 
So we find mm-hmm. something that we can invest all of our emotion in. I don't really, I don't have an addictive personality. So, yeah. Well, my thing is just like, if I can't shut off my feelings, how can I even go to sleep? Yeah, that is like, rough. how can I even do anything? Like, seriously, if I can't shut off my feelings, I can't work. I can't do it. Like, I don't know how people are fours in the real world. I say real world because, like, my job is not, like, a typical nine-to-five job or whatever. I don't know how people who are fours can, like, be out in the world. And, like, most of them can't. Yeah. We have to, like, work for ourselves because sometimes we just don't feel motivated or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's a hot mess sometimes to just, like, separate myself from my feelings. But what would you say to yourself um, or what would you say to sevens who are getting engaged or going through? I guess you wouldn't really know the going through a divorce part, but I guess maybe you could assume. Um, if they're going through a divorce, um, I don't know how to put this in words, but like, you know, because we're always looking for like something more exciting, more fun. I would say like, just get to know people without making quick assumptions and like if you're not having fun on the first date, like continue getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not like exciting to you at first, like just just let it be that way. Um, it doesn't have to give you full excitement. You'll be okay. I have to remind myself that too. <laughs> Sometimes with things, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like super excited about this, but I I want to do it. You know. Uh huh. But that's also hard being in the real world as a seven because it's like, how can I find a job that I will love and be able to be in for a long time? Because everything I've done, I'm just, like, bored after a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know yeah. how to find something that, like, that I'm really going to enjoy, so. Because you need something that does have a little bit of spontaneity to it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I'll open a business, and that way I can, like, create my own classes and do my own thing with that. And so that's, honestly, that's me, like, thriving in my seven, because it's like, I get to, I get to try new things. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't work, I get to try something new. And I get to live my life. I get to travel. Like, I could go travel and teach somewhere. Like, I like the feeling of not being restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know this has nothing to do with advice that I was going to give to someone engaged. But <laughs> um, I think, like, just, like, don't restrict yourself and, and find different ways to to make things, even, like, the small things, make those things exciting. Honestly, that's great advice for any type. Yeah, it is. That's great advice. Yeah. Because for me, I think I'm drawn toward... Um, so much emotion in relationships and I have to remind myself that stability and consistency is a good thing. Yeah. Even though it I'm just used to the boring. highs and the lows, like I need somebody like, yeah, I think I need somebody stable and consistent, even though I view those people as boring. That's my problem. I need to stop looking at them as boring. Six, nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to find a nine guy. I'm going to join the Enneagram nine group. <laughs> hey, do any of you live in I Colorado? I need a nine. Are, are you any of you 40 years old and live in Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would do really well with a nine. I don't think I could marry a nine just because I'm like, what do you want? Like, it's like <laughs> that it, scene from the notebook. Yeah, I was going to say that scene from the notebook. <laughs> what do you want? Because that's how I am. Like, with my nine friends, I'm like, I love you dearly, but you have to tell me what you want. Yeah. Because I'll be just be, I'll be like, do you want to hang out? And they're like, we could. And I'm like, do you want to? <laughs> Because I don't want us to, I don't want to oh, force man. you. Yeah. Like, just tell me what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love nines, but man. We love them. We love them. Yeah. <sighs> what would you say to somebody that's engaged as a seven, since that's the season of life you're in? Oh, man. I don't even know what I would say to myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> honestly, what I think have has worked for me as a seven planning with the wedding is like having fun with it. Like, 
I have not been stressed about my wedding once. You really haven't. I don't see the point in that. Like you're, you're really focused on one day and it's one of the most important days of your life. But like, it's okay if things happen. Like we're getting married outside. It's okay if it rains. We're mm. still going to get married. We're going to have awesome pictures in the rain. Like, Aww. so I think that's what's been fun is like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what we're doing for cake yet. We'll figure it out. If we don't have cake, who cares? We'll be fine. We can buy a bunch of Krispy Kremes. Right. Like we can go get donuts on the way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I just, I haven't, I, I feel like just like taking it one step at a time and like knowing, okay, but if I don't get this done right away, like I'm not going to have it. Like that's kind of what I've had to do with myself. Like you need to do this. Um, but like, I just haven't. I don't want to be stressed because then I'm going to get to the day and I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just like finding the fun in everything, like going to taste the food was fun. Going to look at our venues fun. Like even like just thinking like, how am I going to do my hair? Like just like finding the excitement and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Don't get stressed. Makes sense a lot. So, ooh, so much information in this episode. Yeah. We could literally talk about this all day long. Oh, we could. Trust me. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have any questions listening to this or like want us to further talk about anything, but you can always leave comments on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Watching over there and to give us topic ideas. Um, it's going to be so nice when we start to get feedback from people. I know. I'm very Cause right excited. now, like we're still in secret mode. Nobody knows we're doing this. And, um, so we've had to, we've had to really come up with topics, but it's going to be really mm-hmm. nice when, when you guys tell us what you want to hear or what you want us to talk about, it's yes. going to make our lives a little easier too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so like excited to talk about anything and everything, like any topic you could be like, talk about like your favorite cheese and we can sit here and talk about cheese. <laughs> yeah. We like could. just give us anything that you want us to talk about. We'll do it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It has nothing to do with being engaged or divorced, but we'll talk, yeah, no. about. We'll talk about cheese. It's fine. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I assume all of our social medias will be linked in the description box if you're on YouTube and mm-hmm. in the um info box. On the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know it's hard. I don't ever know how to end these things. Oh, we have a thing. Yeah, we do we have do. Oh, uh, what is it? I have the oh okay. You ready? Well, first of all, we'll oh. see you. We'll hear you'll hear from us or see us next Friday. Oh, yes, you will. So tune in then. We'll Friday. be excited to see you guys again. All right. Let's close this. All right. I have the fiance. And I've got the man out of the way. Amen, sister. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.